Barrio Costero brings fresh tacos, vibrant shared plates, colorful cocktails, and some of the finest agave spirits our coastal neighborhood has to offer to its local, loyal community. Their name, Spanish for Coastal Neighborhood, embodies their approach to seasonal cooking and genuine hospitality in the vibrant seaside community of Asbury Park. Check them out at 610 Bangs Avenue in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and chase the rabbit. Welcome back to Cannon Fodder. My name is Ed. <laughs> and I'm Pat. <laughs> and Matt was the burp. <laughs> and we are back for part two of our Mission Impossible series. Uh, if you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back now in the feed and listen. Part one went through the 1966 TV show up until the 2006 movie Mission Impossible 3. And before we dive into Ghost Protocol, we are going to have part two drinks of the podcast so we had our twin lights beer for part one and then for part two we are going with our other sponsor 3br 7 main street keyport new jersey we are going to have a shot of their garovka cheers 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 or uh to, yeah, to the imf <laughs> to the imf uh to not getting killed or captured or uh, to disavowing so, Pat, this is actually your first time having Garofka. What do you think? It's good. It's really good I mean, right? I'm actually not even a vodka guy, but that went down pretty smooth, especially not chilled. Right? <laughs> Very earthy, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. an earthy taste. Matt and I went there when they first opened up, and this was their main Going spirit ever at since. the time. <laughs> it's, it's just great. But, yeah, so let's get into it. We are, we are now back. We talked about the first three, and we talked about how Mission Impossible 3, directed by J.J. Abrams, saved the series. And, and now I want to talk about the J.J. Abrams-produced Ghost Protocol, directed by Brad Pitt of Pixar fame. He did The Iron Giant, The I'm Incredibles. Sorry, who? Brad Pitt? Brad Bird. Brad Bird. <laughs> it's that Garofka. It goes right to my head. <laughs> but he did The Incredibles. Blame it on the Garofka. Right? <laughs> and so... Here, you know, we often talk about um, on the show about the document, and I and I list the movies and all this stuff. Matt reading the it for document. the first time. Got Starting the- from here on out, I have <laughs> under every movie Cruz's big stunt, and that's because this movie creates a brand new um, like style for the series. The man's a psychopath. And from here on out, Thanks, it's it's not just like a spy movie. It's about what amazing thing can Tom Cruise do on screen that nobody, no other actor would do? Yeah. So let's start there. Ghost Protocol, what are our thoughts? Go ahead, Pat. 
I I used to look at it as like one of my least favorite, but upon rewatch, I realized it's definitely the most imaginative, and also probably the most interesting one. You almost wish that Bradbury came maybe two movies after um, MI3, um, especially with this Pixar background, which yeah. it actually I'll have a little tidbit when we get further on um, about the fourth film. But um, it's unlike any other uh, Mission Impossible movie. Like I know Matt in part one was talking about how two isn't even f- canon. I would argue four may not even be canon too because they have they besides Benji and Luther they have they didn't reuse any of the other characters which were fucking well Julia's no. back and then Jeremy Renner's in this Jeremy in Renner one. is too yeah but it's definitely the most imaginative definitely the most creative stunts yes. that has ever yeah. been in there it arguably more fantastical than practical really Here's, yeah even and, though they did do practical with the Burj Khalifa but climb. he does yeah he, he does climb the Burj Dubai so so that sequence where he's climbing from room to room in the Burj Dubai is real my favorite tidbit about this movie is that if you go on uh Tom Cruise's social medias to this day his profile photo is still him at the top, the top of the Burj, Burj Dubai yeah yep. and just and, and just to clarify he didn't climb that in the movie he did that while he was filming the movie just because he could. <laughs> this guy climbed the tallest building in the world. This is a great shot. So this really started... So part of this is uh, of this movie, it, it, it took place in two, uh, 2011, you know, like many years after the third one. This was around the time where he had the jumping on the couch and he had and he had broken up with Nicole Kidman and like he was no longer the movie star he was. Like was Tom it Katie Cruise. Holmes or well, 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 so what happened is that so so in he the broke up with Nicole time, Kidman and then it was Katie yes, Holmes. Yes, and then, then, yeah. then he jumped on the couch when he was talking about how much he loved Katie Holmes. People had kind of like his his public persona had gone down. Mm. And he was no longer seen as that bankable star that like everything he touched was was money. And so they were trying to almost get him out of the series like it almost seemed like you know like if you watch the movie it seems like um it seems like they're trying to make jeremy renner's william brand kind of take up the the bar of the series you know like continue it and he's so good in this he saves i think almost his entire career tom cruise yeah and, yeah and, no totally and, and, and he kind of finds a formula like he even he, brought back the long hair from like, MI2, he's, right? <laughs> he's so likable in this weirdest movie. movies yeah. in the series. He's so likable in this movie, like like that opening sequence when he's in the in the prison in Russia. Yeah, he's so personal. Ain't that and a kick likeable. in the head with Frank yeah, Sinatra? It is honestly is, maybe the best yeah, opener. It's so great. Yeah, it, it it just shows his. It just shows he is a movie star, and then it shows this is the thing that he's continued his career, the big stunts, climbing the Burj Dubai, just like you know. Like what? What do we think of now? Like the Top Gun sequel? Like that? It looks so good, and that movie is so good because he's actually flying a plane in many points. He kind of resurrects his career by making himself the most talented actor doing stunts, or the stuntman who acts the most. Like I don't know where to put it, but he becomes <laughs> this like wonderful blend of stuntman and actor. And not only does it like build up. The um like the PR for the movies because all the trailers and the PR always talk about Tom Cruise really climbed that building. It just saves his career and this series and it just they just have to build more and more and more. And I think Ghost Protocol is my favorite in the entire series. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I didn't know I that. This love, is such a pleasant surprise. You know what it is? You know, like 
that sequence when they're in the two the, the, the two um different hotel rooms. Yeah, the pacing is amazing. And, but what it it's is amazing. It's, it's just yeah. a different version of the scene where he has to go down and get the knockless from the first movie. It arguably it is, very, is the most yeah. stressful sequence exactly. in any of this part of the franchise. It's very elaborate. It's multiple people playing different multiple problems and different the things characters. and the, the technological problems and then of course the the uh, the uh, sandstorm comes. What I like about this movie is that they just stick to the formula of yes, the first movie. Yes. But just instead of being in a small room cuz the first one had a smaller budget, Instead of being in a small room, it is like we are in the middle of this huge city with the tallest building in the world. It right. felt less. It felt raw. It felt like less guarded. It felt like we're just loosey goosey having fun here. It yeah. is. I, I guess and you I could like say it's definitely the most I think he's fun. He's a great addition because he's one. He's a, he's that classic uh, like type of character where he starts off and he's kind of like an antagonist for Tom Cruise. And and like Tom Cruise always wins people over. <laughs> like Ethan Hunt always like the, throughout the series, like there's always somebody who's just like this Ethan Hunt guy. And then by the end of the movie, it's like Ethan Hunt is God. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be that they've already set it up in Dead Reckoning with those the other agents that are after him. Like they're gonna eventually oh, be yeah. his friends by the end yeah, of the next yeah. movie. Him and Shane Wingham are gonna be like best friends. Yeah, no the 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 character of William Brandt is great because it's like it's kind of like yeah it's a little antagonistic. And it's almost like he's this other guy who, like, could be an Ethan Hunt, right? Yes. Like, he has a lot of the same physical skills and abilities and, like, spycrafts or whatever, but he's yeah. way more straight-laced Chief than Ethan analyst. Hunt is. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? <laughs> and, uh, like, there is an argument to be made that, like, as we talked about in the previous episode, the IMF is only exists to fight... Former IMF agents who have gotten wrong. <laughs> so William Brent being a little bit skeptical of the IMF agent going a little bit rogue. He's the only one who understands the narrative. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you should really be suspect of IMF agents who go off script. And right? unfortunately, like, and unfortunately for Jeremy Renner, like famously known that, like you know, he was supposed to take over the Bourne franchise, was supposed to take over for Tom Cruise here. It's like. You know, two big franchises gave yeah. him a shot, and like I know, the guy right? is like it almost is a testament. It's like there is only one Tom Cruise. We'll see in our lifetime, and I don't know if yeah. we'll see another actor step up. Are you gonna see fucking Jacob Elordi or Timothy Chalamet step up like that? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but like it, it's a testament to Tom Cruise. It's like, hey, I really think this guy could do it, and like he had, like he was a fun player in this universe. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like. You really can't match the craziness and charm yeah, of Tom Cruise. And yes, yeah. there is charm to Tom Cruise. That's this, why he yes. still can hit the box office so hard if he's not Maverick, if he's not Edge of Tomorrow. With the different these are all different directors, yeah. by the way. Joseph Kaczynski with Matt Top Gun Maverick. And you know, Doug Lyman with Edge of Tomorrow. And the very the underrated really night and day. It. I love I love Night and Day. Don't get me started. I love that. James Mangold. James Mangold. So underrated. No, but but you can tell Tom Cruise cares about this series. He absolutely does. In a way that a lot of actors don't. Like there are a lot of actors who they might care initially about a movie, but then eventually, you know, they'll just continue making it. You know, and and they'll give it their all. On set, maybe, but like Tom Cruise, like he's involved in the planning, the development. Like for him, and this is why I I respect him so much is that like 
it's not just as simple as like we have to do like one up the last movie like it needs to be so much bigger right like, everything about th- this series and this is why we made it this part two of the of, of the episode is that like from here on out they go bigger and better and i do have to say even though the movies may not be as strong narratively going forward and there's like you know, they go up and down a little bit you know i think ghost protocol is great i love dead reckoning i liked fallout myself more than rogue nation and we can go back and forth about which ones we love yeah but from here on out, like there is a level of stunts and filmmaking that is kind of unparalleled. It in, jumped. In TV, it jumped. TV yeah. and movies today. It really yeah. does. It's 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 hard to beat because it all, as excessive as it is, it still somehow feels like grounded. Yes, like, it, it still feels like believable and and real. It's like there's just something about within it. what a human being can do. Yeah, like but it's like, just uh, there. <laughs> you know? But like what you were talking about, like when he's on the side of Burj Khalifa and the, and like Benji tells him, "You do the hand roll." Right. You don't need to tell me that, but he does do that motion every yeah. time to like well, make it happen. And, and you, you know, you know he, could, I, he could easily be like, "These are Spider-Man clubs," right? you know. Like you know what I think fine. is really great about it too is that with the. I want to say, with the with the exception of the scene in Dead Reckoning, where he parachutes into the train car at like just the right time yes. at just the right moment, there isn't a lot of Not that Deus Ex, right? Yeah, <laughs> like there isn't a lot of that like Deus Ex Machina shit right. in these movies. There's there isn't less a, luck. There's less yeah. luck, right? Like you know, there there isn't a lot of like there. It's still firmly within the realm of believability in terms of like how they've set the stage with the world there isn't a lot of like oh it just happened to be that way like it, it just feels believable and feels right planning and training seem to matter right in a way that like a lot of movies don't have it you know like totally. like, like like and and this one plays into that a lot and what i what i really enjoy about this movie as well beyond the Burj dubai is that um I do like how they really do a head fake where they set up like you think he might have like gone crazy and right. like, you think that his wife is dead, Julia's dead, right, and that he killed a bunch That's of my people. Favorite part. And then like and then you go the whole movie thinking that she's dead. And it almost seems like a redemption arc where if he did kill a bunch of people because of his wife, he's kind of redeemed himself. But then at the very end, it's it's a it's a very like complex scene for the end of an action movie like yeah like, like there's normally not this many levels on a, on a scene that wraps up right so there's two things that happen so he not only is shown seeing julia undercover somewhere in like seattle yeah but more importantly he's seen showing the rest of his team primarily jeremy renner's william brandt that she's alive so it's he was pronged. assigned to protect him right so right. it's yes. two pronged so it's one he's letting the other agents in Saying like, hey, the most important thing in my life is that I am keeping Julia a secret from everybody else because she is, you know, like my weakness. And also I put her in this life where she could be a target. So so me letting you be one of the few people on earth who knows that she's still alive is me letting you in. And secondly, um, this is also the audience now learning, oh. Ethan Hunt with Ethan Hunt the whole time, and he didn't need a redemption. You know, he was always being a good guy. And that scene is great from a cannon fodder perspective, mm. too, because it's the first time that the movies really, truly do tie together. Because yes. if you listen to our last episode, you can 
clearly see that, save for some names and characters, it's very difficult to connect the first three movies as one cohesive They're all kind of standalone. It's right? very Bondy exactly. up until that point. But this is the first time where an event from a current movie connects to a previous movie. Yeah. So bare minimum, right now, we have movies three and four, Mission Impossible 3, which doesn't have a subtitle, and four, Ghost Protocol, in the same universe. And, well, then, and then also in this movie, and forgive me for interrupting no, you're fine, you, but you're fine. so we also have... Um, the most random cameo <laughs> in, in the Ghost history Protocol? probably of film. So if you remember... The arm stealer? Yeah, so, yeah, so so Max, um, very early on, in, in, um, in the fir- so in the first movie, Max has this long, blonde-haired... He looks like he probably helped take the Nakatomi Tower. Like, <laughs> European-looking guy. And so, they ha- so, so he's the guy that, that Tom Cruise is taken by... When he flashes the lighter in yep. the first movie, that's when he he meets Max. So Andreas Wisniewski plays that character. He returns only for the fourth movie as being another henchman. Now again, Bogdan's cousin, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Bogdan is also one of my favorite yeah. ancillary yeah. characters. So he's good. so lovable. <laughs> but what I love about it is that, like, and he also puts. Uh, um, he puts a hood on yep. Tom Cruise. But I love is that there's barely any acknowledgement <laughs> between these two guys. Like, it's so weird. Like, I don't know what this guy's life is like, but what are the odds that like 20 years later, or I guess in this point, it's what, it's, it's closer to like uh, um, like 15. 15 years later, he's doing the same thing to the same guy, <laughs> just in another city. <laughs> but yeah, but, but this movie is much more closely, because this, this now sets up, so it establishes now, okay, he's one of three. So it's him, Simon Pegg, and uh, Luther's character, played by Ving Rhames, in yep. every movie, right? Yep. But also, Stanley Tucci's roommate. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I, love, I love that connection. And... So, and of course, you know, like you also have Julia. So like it has them have more of a connection to everybody else. And then right. of course you introduce Jeremy Renner, who's going to be back in the next one too. Um, so, so uh, yeah, go ahead. um, I like that the fourth movie established like where James Bond, they're like, let's get more into his emotions. Cause it was long overdue with James Bond. Yeah. Like, like when we got to get the this, Daniel Craig, James but, Bond. Like, yeah. Mission Impossible, like, let's crank into it. Like, he's got emotions. He has that wife. But it, now he toasts a lot of emotions where he's fighting for humanity, obviously. But yep. his friends, even he'll put his friends over humanity. But he goes, I'm going to figure it out. And he toasts it perfectly where you are very invested in him as a person and his mission. And you believe him. It, you know, if Ethan Hunt were to show up at your house and be like, you got to come with me. And I'm like, I don't know if you're a character or not, but yeah. I'm gonna fucking go with you, man. Like, <laughs> you do it, it, for him it's, more. It's, starting it's with the fourth, something movie. about the magic of movies in Hollywood where they nailed the balance of a character. Yeah. Even though in black and white, it's very imbalanced and like, you know, so, like not fulfilling. But through his actions, you know, that's where John Wick is. You know. You know, the action scene speaks to the character. He's really done that before even John Wick even started. And I think it's amazing. And I'm that's where I truly fall in love with like the Tom Cruise movies. And like whether it's as Ethan Hunt or anything, like I buy into Tom Cruise. Uh, that's yeah. where I 
it's where Ghost Protocol is. So I just had a revelation that I meant to have during the first episode, but I, yes. I, I just well, I didn't mean to have, but I was hoping. I've, I just had it now. I made a, in the first episode, I made a whole rant about why the second movie is not canon. Yeah. You're starting to like it a little bit more. No, I still hate it, but <laughs> I think I, I, I have to unfortunately go back and rewatch the second movie now to prove this theory, but I think I have a definitive pe- reason as to why the second movie is not canon. Go for it. It is, I believe, again, I have to go back and watch it, the only movie in all seven Mission Impossible movies where Tom Cruise does not have a prominent running scene. Ooh. He's so but Metallica made an original song. And and, and, and I will say... <laughs> oh, I forgot about... I disappeared. Oh, oh, you just made me... Oh, I forgot but about the running, that. No, and and, and can we talk vomit. about how Is they just keep getting... Burn out or fade yeah. away. <laughs> they keep getting better at the running scenes. Like, four, of course. This is probably why you thought of it. Four has... Right. No, Probably four the has the best running, one, the best one, which is because he runs into the storm. Yes. Right, but in terms of just a single shot, the latest one, uh, Dead Reckoning, Part One of right. One, <laughs> um, like where he's running along the candles, right, in Venice. That's great too. He's yeah. so but good at everyone running. Everyone has a running. He's scene He's so though. good at running. They all have a running scene. He's the fastest man they, alive. Yeah. They, <laughs> basically, like he's been running in every movie he's ever done, except for like a few Good Men. Yeah, no, hundred oh, percent. Born on the Fourth of July, because right? He doesn't have oh, legs. he doesn't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, or a penis. <laughs> but no, yeah, but like, like the second movie, Mission <laughs> Right. He Mission has Impos- no penis. I think he shows it, <laughs> or he doesn't show it. <laughs> Mission Impossible Two is the only one I can think of where he doesn't have a prominent running yeah. scene. No, and now I have to go back and why, yeah. watch so that I've, garbage movie to verify. But yeah, but, but Ghost Protocol. That running scene where he runs into the snowstorm oh, it's not. So, yeah. in Dubai Sandstorm, yeah. is so, so awesome. But yeah, so... So before we move yeah. on from Mission Impossible 4, my last little bit of camp, yeah. Us, yeah. which I thought was fucking awesome, deep research. So Han- A.J. Hanaway, in the beginning of the movie, he has a class ring where they show how he marks the guy with um, the, right. the, yep. the Russian yep. nuclear launch yep. codes. He has a class ring. On the side, it says A113. That is the classroom that the original Pixar creators met in, and then he started Pixar. No shit. Which then was shown again in the movie when Tom Cruise escapes, or uh, Ethan Hunt, escapes the uh, hospital in Russia because... Also, I had a Bruce Springsteen t-shirt. Shout out New Jersey. <laughs> Shout out Campfire. Shout go. out 3BR. Yeah. Shout out Twin Lights. Yeah, Shout yeah. out all the sponsors. <laughs> but um, when he calls to get like a pickup, they refer to him as Agent 113. A113. Oh, so shit. Brad Bird, being of a Pixar background, wanted to include it. That and is I the deepest. That. Yeah. That is the that. deepest so it's fodder Pixar. I've heard. Good I, job. I, I, I love that. that bro. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, of course, um, A113 is in every Pixar movie. Oh, it is. Yeah, it, it, yeah no, it is. So but they had they included it. It is, it yeah. is That's not. Cool. It is a it's reference. It's not a Disney. It's not a Pixar like a film. Spaceship. Or a, or a license plate number. A113 is in every Pixar movie. Now, now so we officially, really wanna, we really Ethan Hunt is Agent 113. Now, every Pixar movie has um, some sort of reference to the next movie. Mm. Be it from yes, a toy that. or a poster. You can actually connect all the Pixar movies. So maybe in a future episode, we'll connect all of the Pixar movies somehow to... 
Mission Impossible. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. But here we go. So now we move on. 2015. Now we go into Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Now, also before we start, it's amazing that Tom Cruise started Mission Impossible One at 34. Right. It took him 10 years to get to Mission Impossible Three. So yeah. he was 44. Like it's the most shocking thing that he's now 61. Yeah. Is where there was so much time in between all the Mission Impossible's. Now he's just hitting off and running. Yeah, he because really he's like I don't have. I don't know how much time I have until he's going to be Harrison Ford in 10 years. I know, really yeah, because yeah. it, and it's funny that you mentioned that. And so because you can see eventually maybe him wanting to be the secretary. Oh, that'd and be like, sick. Like when he's in his 70s, maybe. I mean, that's the best natural progression. Right. Of but, but, but the thing about Tom Cruise is. Not in the vein of Val so, Kilmer. He's, he's like the Tom Brady of actors. Like, he's so goddamn impressive that I don't know when he becomes a secretary. Like, normally you would say the actor becomes a secretary in their, like, 60s, maybe. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Cruise is parachuting off of the Empire State Building in Mission Impossible Nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at you know, like at sixty-five. I mean, anyone know. listening, like, yeah. so me, Matt, Ed, we do as much as many push-ups as we can. Tom Cruise at sixty-one he's will do bad. more yeah. than all yeah, three of us still, yeah. combined. <laughs> there's, 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 there's no question. Yeah, yeah, there's no way we can never compete with he's, that. He's he's already in better shape than us. I am going to decline. He's somehow going to get better. Decline. I, he's already declining. That's the terminology. Yeah, I give. I, give I decline the challenge. Right. Yeah, I give up. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. So, so we get into Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. So this movie, along with the next three, and basically for a while. So now, now Tom Cruise has his uh, collaborator Christopher McQuarrie, who's become like his, you know, like his. Um, his director, if you will. So he, he's like, just like how DiCaprio has Scorsese now. <laughs> so and him do a lot of movies. So From he the did, Valkyrie Yeah, movie. they did Valkyrie. Valkyrie, he was a writer. Edge of Tomorrow, they, he was also the writer. And uh, they worked on Jack Reacher together. So, 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 so what they do is they take this formula Brad Bird had created. And they, and then they continue. So for instance, you know, Mike Cruz's big stunt for the last movie was actually climbing the Burj Dubai. And each one of these Cruz's big stunts has the word actually because he actually does it. Uh, <laughs> Cruz's big stunt for this one is actually being strapped to a plane taking off, which is the opening sequence. It's like, like fucking he insane. He actually is on the outside of a plane. Down. I think that's the most impressive it's one. It's so crazy. Every, that, that's the most impressive one because not, because it's – here's the reason why it's impressive. But yes, he's obviously strapped on, right – um, but does you know, he have a parachute? I don't think so. He's acting through it, though. It's, he's acting through it. See, here's the reason why this is the most impressive for me. It's because it's not like the you know the 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 Dubai thing where like he gets up there right and like that's kind of it. And he can there's other ways for him to get down or yeah. when he when he does the the motorcycle parachute and dead reckoning right. Like when you're on the top of that plane, like the plane can't just like once it's once the plane is up and the scene has shot. The plane can't just like stop so he can get off. He's got to remain on the side of the fucking plane until it can circle back around and safely land, right? Yeah. So even though the scene we see is like, what, maybe 90 seconds long, right? Like, he's like, like, there's a full at least 10 minutes of that, of him being strapped to the side of the plane. Cause they can't like depressurize yeah. the cabin to like no. pull him in. Like, that plane is just up. And around, like, until it fucking lands. Like, like that, to me, is the most impressive. Because it, it doesn't Well, it's also one of end. the most original stunts. Yes. You've never yeah. seen that done. No, exactly. never. No, yeah. it's... Because it's a sequence that people wouldn't even think of. And, like, it's such a simple thing where, like, 
you're chasing something and you're blah 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 and yeah it's a, and like because because at its heart all of these stories are always generic right they're always like the most like simple spy thing that we've been doing since the dawn of the cold war like all these stories even going further back like they're always the same type of storyline and mission impossible just finds a way to make them even more visually spectacular definitely and this is exactly like like a guy chasing well, after unique. a plane it was the first time yeah. anyone's done it anyone's ever thought of that it's so good no it's it's just you know and like alec baldwin is introduced as alan hunley uh so he's like so the good. best handler yeah. and, the and, best and, handler and just yeah. like everybody else he starts off as the as the pseudo villain right like he hates ethan hunt he right. hates the imf he's, a dickhead. he's yeah. trying to like incorporate the imf into the cia yeah and to well, be honest believable. to be honest Very. he's probably right because the imf seems to be the creator <laughs> of all bad guys but eventually ends up believing in you know IMF so much that he leaves the CIA to become, and it also right. introduce um, Rebecca Ferguson as Elsa Faust, uh, who becomes a new love interest for Tom Cruise. But what I like about this movie is, like, if it was James Bond, he would just he finds this really attractive girl, they get along, they would just become a couple for the movie, and then you'd never see her again. But in this movie, there's clearly sexual tension. They clearly want to get together, right? And even though you don't see Michelle Monaghan's Julia in this movie, he doesn't like consummate the relationship, if you will, because of Julia. He arguably doesn't really flirt back that but much. There, but, yeah. you, but you see the spark. There's the chemistry right. And then there. she's back in the next movie, right? Like so, like he's and she so looks exactly like Michelle Monaghan. Yeah. Like, and she's uh, so, and it's so un James Bond, where like she is a new love interest, but nothing happens. And right. I like that. Like, it's just but the, the, it's, the chemistry moments guy. there, and then yeah. they they and move by. The pacing yeah. is always on point. You know, the, this movie, like all the ones that come after it, too. Like, I mean, they're just incredibly well directed. Like, and it creates um, a, it's the first time we have a recurring villain. Yes, right because Sean Solomon Harris is Lane, Solomon Lane, ex MI six agent. So that's how he's connected to Ilsa because she's also an MI six agent. So he's not only, so he creates basically like all the IMF bad guys together. So it's called a syndicate. It's like a rogue um, nation. <laughs> but I'm of course in the next movie they're called the Apostles. But it's the same thing. So like you know it that is that a, supposed to be a one time yeah. thing too. Oh, interesting. Sean Harris's yes. character. He he. Part of his. Well, I mean, obviously it wasn't in his contract, but he stipulated coming into the movie. He didn't want to be in like a franchise thing. He's like, I want to be one and done. He's like, I want to die at the end of the movie. Um, and they were like, Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> and then he's so good. No, he's so good in it. Yeah. So obviously, he comes back for the for the the second one for the next movie, right? For uh, for Fallout. He's like a sleep paralysis demon, you dude. Know what I mean? He like his, his just his. He he has oh, this. Did you think you were fate. sleeping? Yeah, <laughs> and he has this. It's all about face. his voice. It's his, vo- it's his, his voice. voice. It's his yeah. voice and his face. His he has skinny. this skinny. Like, yeah, the skinny, like squirrely looking face and yeah. this like thin voice. Like he's just like, like he's just like an asshole. Like you just, you just, like you, you want to hate him. Like you want to fucking hate him. And like, and and I like how they, you. The way he looks, the way he's presented, the way he's directed, he's played up as like not very physically intimidating. Yeah. But then when you see him in Fallout, you're like, oh, he, he can't actually fight. Yeah. Like he, does. you know, he definitely. Yeah. Can. Like yeah. like oh, this guy actually does fuck. Like you you yeah. need to like watch out for it. And he also shout out the, to yeah. the beginning of the movie, yeah. the episode of the 1960s Mission Impossible that you showed us, the beginning of Rogue Nation. 
they do show that the um, recording for your missions, should you choose to accept, isn't a record. Right? The the vinyl, the whole the vinyl, vinyl thing. That 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 scene, like in the... Uh, and I didn't know that was a callback till you yeah. showed me. Yeah. I just thought it was another clever way. Like in 3, when they visit the camera to take pictures right? of the party, no, you know? Every, everything throughout the TV show, because the TV show tries to do it different every time. You know, and while like, we're still on the topic of Rogue Nation, just yeah. like pour one out for that poor young IMF oh, agent I that gets the in, in the in the record store, yeah. right? Like, God, I feel like that was like that was uh, that was like I was like, oh God damn, like fucked up. Like they just killed her off like immediately. Yeah, when the camera pivots and he has a gun in her head, you're right? like, she's done. Yeah, that like, girl is oh, barely eighteen. Fuck. <laughs> Shout out favorite website. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Couldn't help myself. That was just my way. <laughs> Please edit that out. <laughs> All right. So we so we have our clip for TikTok. Right. Yeah. We, <laughs> we don't edit things out here at the Review Podcast Network. But moving yes. on to Fallout. <laughs> so Mission Impossible Fallout. Like we said, it, it. So this one is the first one that seems like a full-on sequel, right? Because it's continuing the storyline. So you have the Ilsa Faust thing going on back there. Yep. You, you have um you you also include Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. No as, fa- Fallout very much is a direct sequel, yeah. I think, to Rogue Nation. And then of course Vanessa Kirby comes back as the White Widow, who is the daughter of Max. Which I mean, so again, great, because again, you're now now you're tying it back to the first movie, which again, mm-hmm. further proof that Mission Impossible 2 is not canon. It's the only movie that isn't connected to anything else in any other way. So Fuck he, that movie. Here's one interesting thing about that Max connection that I'm curious to see if, if we'll see it going forward is I've so obviously in preparation for this episode, I watched all the movies and some of Yeah, the of course, shows. me too. At no point during Fallout or Dead Reckoning does Ethan mention he knew Max. Yes. And that's such an interesting choice on their part. Like, that, like, I wonder if it will come out in the future because obviously she's still out there. She's still an important player. You know, you could do a Dead Reckoning 2 without her, but she's gorgeous. Why would you not? See, I think Are you yeah. saying, like, maybe, I think they, you could easily write it where he didn't know. But then again, no, he it's knows. Ethan Hunt. He knows. He, he, he knows. Because, yes, he because knows. when he walks, so when she's introduced... When he walks into that um, that like private area, she is giving a little speech, speech. and she mentions her mom and right. she mentions Max, and he has a recognition on his face. See, I think it's very so he knows, and of course, you later on, Kittredge is talking about knowing her mom. Ethan Hunt knows that she is Max's daughter, and what I really would love to see, maybe in the in, in Dead Reckoning Part Two, whatever it might be called, I would love if. There's a moment where she helps him out because she either either knew and didn't mention it or he tells her about his connection to Max. I hope it's like a long play. So that's, they only so that's what I'm going to positive. Light. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what I think. I think you're you're probably the closest to what's actually going to happen, Ed, because I think to me it's it's very in character for Ethan Hunt to not mention his connection to yes. Max, simply because up until this point, 
it's not going to serve him to do it one way or the other. Right, because like, the first time he was undercover. Right. So he can't say... John Locke. He can't say, oh, <laughs> I'm an agent who had a great... Cause, right. Because if he says, I knew her back in 96 and we did this, he would be right. like, wait, weren't you an IMF? Because if she knew the story. Right? Like, as soon course, as it yeah. serves him too, yeah. he will. But I also, like, related to that, I love how to, to just skip ahead to Dead Reckoning for a little bit. I love the callback to the first movie with Max. It's his. It's her daughter now. They're on the train trying to get, you know, the MacGuffin. Yes, exactly. Right? It's like a very much a callback to the first movie. They're doing, they're, 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 they're doing a transaction right. on the train with everybody. Yeah, right, Kittredge, yeah. The whole deal. It's the same thing. It, it's a really yeah. great callback to the first movie, I gotta say. No, but I that that's one thing looking forward. I would love if there was some... Because it does seem very deliberate that, right. that he hasn't mentioned... Right. Uh, Max, there's a, I think there's going to be a reason for it. I, I I agree. And of course, Fallout begins. Um, so first off, um, so now that um Jeremy Renner was in the last two, he's not in Fallout, right? And in a early draft of the script, because he had scheduling conflicts with the Avenger movies. Jeremy Renner was supposed to die in the opening sequence. Kind of, you know how like see, um, I would have liked Luther that. Stickle is shot. Yeah. Like the whole thing. Now I would have right, liked that, that would more have been, than him just not being there anymore. That would have been stronger, I think, for that individual movie. Right. And I only prefer that if he never comes back again. But I do like that he's still out there. Yeah. Because I feel like obviously these movies are going to continue for a long time. I do like the opportunity to bring Jeremy Renner back because I think he's a great actor. Yes. And they I, have to bring him back. Yeah, they have to bring so, so him I back. do like that he's not dead and they can bring him back. And you know, right? Because they killed Hunley. Yeah, so bring him back. But so is that that's one thing that would have been that. Um, also, Angela Bassett joins the cast as the new head of the CIA, Erica Sloan. So what happens is that you know, at the end of the previous movie, Alec Baldwin's character goes from Alan Hunley, CIA director, to yep. Alan Hunley. IMF, IMF secretary. secretary, yeah, or secretary. And, and then, of course, he dies at the end of this movie. It's just so great. It's such a and, great and scene. It's, no, we're mid with it, but he's—it's a great death. He like he really plays up the Ethan Hunt of it all. You know, like like how like he believes in Ethan Hunt, and it's it, it's one of his better roles. Like I really like. No, he's so good. Like, in Alex, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I think he's phenomenal in Malice. Obviously, I mean, th- that was him doing out Al- um, doing um, Aaron Sorkin. Like Malice is an underrated movie. He's that's his best. Obviously, for the five minutes he's in Glengarry Glen Ross, and I really liked him in um, Hunt for Red October. Yes. His his best but roles this, are the ones but where he's, he's not so a leading good role. In the, yeah, one hundred percent. He is like the best supporting actor. Out yeah, there. he's he's yeah. so fucking good, and mm-hmm. and like I mean, everything about Fallout is one of my like it might be my second favorite in the series. Like yeah. it's just so because I love I also love Henry Cavill. Like we had to talk so about good. Henry Cavill in this role. Like he's, And you kind of mistrust him from the beginning. Probably because of the mustache. It's like going back to like Star Trek <laughs> no, like, totally. with the mirror universe. It's just like, oh he has a mustache. No thank you. Yeah, no, he want <laughs> he one hundred percent has that eighties porn star mustache and you don't want to trust him like the fact that he has all of his buttons on his shirt yeah. buttoned and not like exposing his fucking yeah. chest hair and his gold cross or whatever, like you. But at the same time, but like you also want to like him, like you, also, like you. I also I I, I didn't want him sequence, to be a bad guy. And like and like if you watch the movie, you know the way he kind of like reloads his muscles yeah. in the bathroom. Like, improvise, like, improvise. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, like nobody would do. But he he almost seems like he's some sort of like mech. 
and he like because he's one of us. The way right? he's, a, he's a nerd. The way he <laughs> moves his arms. Nerd. Yeah, like yeah. it seems as though he's reloading the muscles on his arms Dude. like they're shotguns. Boom, boom. And that was like one of the key scenes from the trailer. And you're just like, oh, this movie is going to fuck. Like, and it's just that's the only problem is that he dies. Right. And and he has and he, unfortunately, especially in the world of Mission Impossible with everything else, he has one of those like really dead. Yeah. You know, like uh, like this, like, like you know, like. The, but see, but I'm there are some characters like are they dead or are they not? Like Kittredge, who was like, see, I'm okay with Henry. But Cavill. he's so fucking. He got like a, a crane to his face. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with him and Sean Harris dying because if they well, don't, I don't die, think so. Sean Harris doesn't die. Wait, Sean, no, you're right. He doesn't. Sean Harris is passed off to that's right the White Widow. As an intermediary between the CIA and the MI6. But if you... He might be dead, but you you, you do not see him die. Right. In fact, the fact that he's being passed off to MI6 means it's actually very likely he might still be alive. But I think if you don't kill Henry Cavill's character mm-hmm. and definitively get Sean Harris in lockup, right? You, you run... You, you leave it open to like, okay... Then you've got to make another movie about the syndicate where he's the bad guy. Like, yeah, like yeah. you know, like if you you got to close that door somehow. Otherwise, every movie in the franchise going forward is going to have to at least mention the syndicate. And I feel like they wanted to close that door a little bit to move on I to, I mean, yeah. to, to fucking not? killer AI, Terminator AI. Because it's like, cause, I mean, I, I guess you you get to the point where it's like, how many? Whoops! Like, like how many different ways can they try to take over the world? Right? You know? Right. But the the begs the question. Like, I guess we're jumping a little bit because I mean, how much can we talk about dead reckoning? Because everyone's up on it right now, or you can't speculate until part two or right. the, whatever to be determined title. Yeah, whatever they're gonna call it's the really movie. like is the subsequent movie after dead reckoning the final movie of the series? I hope not. I hope not. But like, how can you one up a AI a logarithm? And then right. I would like to see Sean Harris again. Actually, I would love to see that too. Do not want to see Gabriel from well, Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Well, 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 so who's to say what's going to happen in the world, in world politics between now and the ending of that movie? But True. I do, but, but Tom thing, Cruise movies always subtly talk about the grand scheme right, of what's but, but, present but, yeah. in the moment of politics. Exactly. Even yeah. you could start that at the beginning of I mean, yeah. So Mission I mean, Impossible One. It no, does I mean, talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're always well on it. And so whatever it may be, like, I feel like even if they get rid of this AI thing, like there's always going to be another IMF agent. <laughs> yeah. Who, well, no, I mean, there can always be something. Also, I mean, here here's the thing is that like they have so many different ways to keep on going because as brilliant as the series has been going around the world, like there's been nothing in Africa. Yeah. Right. Very little in South America. Uh, obviously we're in Australia for a bunch. Uh, like there are so many different locales that they can show us. Right. And also just like, it's well, not, also, it doesn't you... always have to be like world ending. Like, yeah. I know dead reckoning is world, world ending, ending, but yeah. like, you know, I mean, and 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 to a certain extent, Fallout was, but Rogue Nation was not world-ending. No. Rogue Nation was like bad, but you know, Mission Impossible Three was personal. You know, yeah. Ghost Protocol was um, a little bit of a mix. You know, like like the knock list was not world-ending. Like it would be yeah. terrible if every CIA agent was out there. But you know, well, so you know, you know what I think. So here, here I think is the sort of 
fortunate and unfortunate reality of it, right? After Dead Reckoning 2, whatever the hell they're going to call this movie, honestly, the best way forward is to do what we were talking about before, where Ethan Hunt is no longer the main character. He's no longer in the field. Yeah. And you've got to get somebody in in his place, somebody who's younger, can carry the franchise. And Ethan Hunt can still be in that secretary, mentor, whatever role, but keep with the same kind of story where you're focusing a little bit more on the personal yeah. side of things. And then just, you know, or, you know, a great way forward, too, would be go, go, Make the next movie after Dead Reckoning a a prequel slash reboot, not even like, like prequel esque, right? Yeah. So in Dead Reckoning, one of the things, one of my favorite parts about Dead Reckoning is that they do, and we touched on in the last episode, right? A, a little bit of retconning, but not really retconning. It's just really the first time they're mentioning it. Ethan right. Hunt's past, the fact that he was apparently some sort of criminal. Before yes. becoming an IMF agent. So the next movie, it would be cool to tell like a bit of an origin story for the next Ethan Hunt, right? Like make it like almost kind of like triple X-ish, right? Yeah. Where he's like, he is, here's this guy who is a criminal. Here's why he is a criminal. But here's how he made the journey from being a criminal to an IMF agent. Or make it, or make it a fucking woman even. Like make it like, like something a little bit different, right? I think it's a no win because... I like Ethan Hunt with ambiguous past as it is. And that's what's that's come up too. in yeah. uh, like when they show that Gabriel killed some love interest or maybe his partner. But like Another now we're crossing. He has a clear, he has a clear type. We, yeah. We're <laughs> crossing cle- uh cannon fire podcasts. Like, do you do, um, you know, the Wolverine treatment? Right. Where, it's like you remember the Wolverine trying to go to Japan. Like yeah. I would see Ethan Hunt try and get off the grid and try and have a peaceful life, which he has not had. But he's kind and of then like he all of a sudden yeah. he could, he can't ignore the small town yeah. shit and right. it, like a history it, of violence kind of thing. I I believe that his bravado and his skill set is just too big to handle, which yeah, is kind of funny to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did go off the grid, right? Like. Like, like when he Luther, went to jail, yeah, Luther, like, <laughs> he tried Luther, to get so off the Luther grid. Talking to Ilsa, he talks about how, um, Ethan went off the grid and he was, and 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 like it just didn't work between him and Julia because he felt guilty whenever anything bad happened. So, I would love, like I mentioned at the end of our last episode, um, I would love on a, a movie that had, um, a prequel to the IMF in the sixties, but I wouldn't want it to be an Ethan Hunt movie. Like, right. I would love like some sort of early like group, even just pull some of the names in TV show, just have them be like a sixties movie and then maybe have a tie into the current like storyline in some way. I have think what you of, have to do is you have to retcon Jim Phelps. I was literally just going to say, you can't do Ethan Hunt. Cause Ethan yeah. Hunt is like, just throw it either on just it's the IMF universe. But how great would it be have Jim Phelps be like the hero of the movie? Hell yeah. And then like Hell yeah. And like the movie ends and he did everything right. But he just kind of feels like unsatisfied. Like there's something about Dude, you could have you could yeah. you could tell a story where it's like Jim Jim and Claire's like fucking forgotten mm-hmm. child, right? Like you can do a lot of different yeah. things mm-hmm. with that whole, you know, world. But I feel like we've Kind of jumped around Dead Reckoning. So we've talked about it a lot. Sorry. Right. One thing I want to talk about is I love um, the sleight of hand that Ethan uses. because He, he did that for right, real. Right. Because 
I love big, that. Big surprise. Tom Cruise, you yeah, know. big I mean, fucking surprise. Yeah, Tom Cruise is going to play Superman. He's actually going to fly. And, uh, <laughs> no, and, no, no, no. I can take a bullet. No, no, I can take yeah, a bullet. No, I, uh, Shoot yeah. me. Shoot yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, I can see through that wall. Um, but, so, he does that whole sleight of hand with the key, which is great. But that's a great callback to the first movie. Yep. With him with the disc and the whole... It's so great. So good, uh, yeah. Of course, Eugene Kittredge returns. That's here's, one of my favorite parts about Here's one thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there is a portrait of Erica Sloan, which is um, Angela Bassett's character. Right. Hanging behind the director of national intelligence who opened up this episode when he's having that meeting. It's a presidential style portrait. You know, like... You know how, like, right. You know how, like, they do in government buildings, like the post office and stuff, like Obama or Biden or whatever. So it's her in front of, like, a presidential flag and a, and a U.S. flag. So is I she the president? I did not know that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very ah. prominent right behind him. So I wonder if she'll be back in the next movie. That would, I, I, I would so, love it. Yeah. It's obviously, obviously a very specific choice to have her. And right. There's, and, and there's only because she's obviously no longer the secretary because Kittredge is there. Well, yeah, exactly. So she's no longer the head of CIA. So obviously she... And, and it's not crazy to go from the head of CIA because I think George H.W. Bush was the head yeah. of CIA. It's, a, it's that, not crazy to have yeah, an uh, no. Academy yeah. Award nominee yeah. actress also, <laughs> also like to how be the she, president. How is she going to be if, the, if this next movie involves bigger things and the president knows Ethan Hunt? But yeah, right. So it's also it's not that she's one photo in a bunch. She's the only photo on the wall, yeah. which implies that she is in fact the president. Which actually could be good because she has she. Definitely does not like Ethan Hunt. She could be, but she like a has robot. every reason to trust him because through that whole movie, everybody else. <laughs> but he, but yeah, but she, I yeah. mean, yeah. But so, so I thought that was really good. Also, um, we haven't talked about uh, Heli Atwell's Grace, who's introduced so as good. like you know, She's like so good, and 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 like that She's gets into good. that whole kind of pseudo retcon we were talking about, where she makes the choice, where she is now like potentially now going to be an IMF agent, right? And uh, of course. Uh, the cruise's big stunt for this movie is driving he actually the driving mo- off the cliff and parachuting down. I fucking love that. So cool. They did like fifty takes. Of also, that. and and speaking of cruise's big stunt, we didn't talk about. So obviously, the big one for Fallout was him uh, flying the helicopter. Right. So actually, so, 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 helicopter, and you can tell yeah. that watching the movie, like the shots of him in the helicopter are so gorgeous because they could just Dude. shoot it because he was right. Like, they could just do it. He but did the halo jump too. Yeah, yeah. He could just do it. Yeah. Honorable mention goes to the fact that um, it's it was well reported that he shattered his leg. He broke his leg, but he shattered it when yep. he jumped that alleyway in uh, London. Yes. But, but what's underappreciated about that is he finished the shot. So what happened is he jumped yep. the alley. And he pulled himself up. And he didn't up. quite make it. So, like... So, his, that limping shot was real? He's limping yeah. because he's... It's shattered. He literally, like, fucked up but his like, leg. But, yeah. like, he's Tom Cruise. So, yes, his one leg hit the side of the building because he, he missed a jump. I did not know jumps. that. But he pulls himself up and keeps going. He completed the shot. So, yes, the movie had to go on hiatus for a couple months as he was, like, recovering. But he broke his leg but wow. finished the shot. That's so cool. And <laughs> so, like, you know, like you got to give it to the... But, yeah... Dead Reckoning. Now, here's one thing I want to throw out that um, I think is underappreciated um, about, like, or, or, or sorry, that we're, we're, sorry. Here's one thing that I want to throw out that I don't know if you know. So, William Donlow 
the guy who was in the vault room from the I first was movie. reading this. I'm yeah. super excited about this. So the guy who was in that all white room mm-hmm. were in the first and, one. And, and Don Lowe. Right. And if you remember, um, after uh, they stole the Noclis from the CIA, Kittredge says, I want him manning a radar tower in Alaska by the end of the day. <laughs> so that's what he says in the first movie, right? He's coming back for Dead Reckoning Part 2. Now. So he's at a... <laughs> so great. But, so, so put this together with me. He's working a radar tower in Alaska, right? The Sevastopol. The missing the Russian, Russian sub. sub that has the entity on it, right? Yeah. It was in the Bering Strait, which is right next to Alaska. Shit! And obviously Tom Cruise has the keys so that he can go to the Sevastopol. Obviously the movie ends with him putting the keys into the Sevastopol, pulling it open, and destroying the entity, right? Obviously on his way to the Sevastopol... He's got William Dunlow is going to be like, what is this radar thing? I want to see that is going to happen. Like, I love that. I want to see a scene where he like meets William Dunlow face to face. And he's just like, 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 the movie's already ended. Right. And he just like Tom Cruise says him. He's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. The, the Especially whole after thing. Imagine if 30 ruined, years ago, he ruins like, his life. Ooh. again. <laughs> <laughs> Kittredge sees me. He goes, this fucking guy? No, well, Again? Well, I would love Kittredge to be in some Alaska thing. Well, and he's like, who's in charge here? And it's William well, Clearly Dunlop. he's going to ask him to do some of the compromises. Yeah. Menial job. Exactly. He goes, dude, I did. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I just love that he's coming back. So it's on IMDb. It was actually, it was also um, oh, it was announced on Hollywood Reporter. So like, good. It's one of coming back. And the fact that, and I don't know how. I don't know what came first. I don't know if them putting the Vassipol in the Bering Strait, and then they remembered this one guy went to Alaska, or if the whole thing was planned. I had, had it been planned. It I, I cannot wait to see that dude sullen in an Alaskan radar station. God, and then I there was the Sevastopol. But I'm yes, over so. here jerking off to old 80s playboys right. over here. I don't even have fucking it's, internet. It's gonna be great, but yeah. And fucking Ethan Hunt shows up and wants me to save the world. <laughs> so that's what I'm waiting for. But yeah, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I'm but so sorry, I've already, sir. <laughs> I've already talked about where I want them to go. Like Obviously, I just want them to keep on going with the Tom Cruise as long as they can. And like when he's like maybe like 90, 95, um, yeah. Eventually he'll give up. Yell, he'll be, yell he'll be, teenagers he'll get off his lawn. I feel like Tom Cruise is the first person. Yeah, he wants them off his lawn. Yeah. But um, I would like them to throw in a prequel, especially having, like I said, having watched a TV series. I think, I think, yeah, doing some sort of prequel would be a lot of fun. Young Luther Stickle, Young. Is Krieger, there anything like, that yeah. like you guys want to see specifically going forward, other than other than um, what I've already said? Yeah. No, no, no. I, that's what I want. What about that's- you, Pep? I have thought about this, and I really don't know. It's not like the si- as simple as like you want like a Batman Beyond. You yeah. Know? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I really want him to keep going. I don't think. I feel like he I just will. the belief in Tom Cruise is the to, idea yeah. that he's going to do it. Like he's sixty-one right yeah. now, and he looks so fantastic. He, we still have another ten years of this man. Probably oh, easily. No, yeah. easily. And he's got the bravado and like the mindset that. He's not going to give up. But we want yeah. Jeremy Renner back, right? I think all three of I us. I want Jeremy Renner back. I would yeah. want I him to want show him up as a, as a surprise. I yeah. don't want him as a villain. As no, an a surprise asset. Yeah, I want him to be a surprise. It would be nice if he's not even the trailer. I know what you mean. Like, 
It would be great if like it's he's cool not. Reveal. Also, he's fuck not trailers. The, yeah. so it's like a yeah. blanket statement. He's yeah. not in the Dead Reckoning two trailer. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like the very end of Dead Reckoning. Like Jeremy Renner helps take over the Alaskan <laughs> radar tower. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Or no, he's like a like in between with Wind River, where he's yeah. like, he just how he goes. I'm just hunting out here. You know? What are you doing out here? He's Ethan? retired. Yeah. yeah, he's like. <laughs> God that's damn great. it. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like that's it. So, everybody, thank you for uh, watching and listening to this two-part yeah. episode. I think about the camera Mission died Impossible. halfway through this episode. But, well, <laughs> great. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but um, until next time, my name is Ed. And I'm Matt. And I'm Pat. And this is, is Cannon Fodder. Who the hell is this guy? That's classified. I'm the goddamn director of national intelligence. What exactly is it I'm not supposed to know about? The IMF, Mr. Kittredge. The World Bank. No, that's the International Monetary Fund. Mr. Kittredge. I mean the other IMF. Ours. What does it stand for? Impossible mission force. You're not serious. I'm afraid he is. And what do they do exactly? It's just as the name implies. Whatever the rest of us can't. And who's in charge? They're not ones to take orders in the traditional sense. We more or less... Leave word.